Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on Vulnerable, I get to chat with the iconic, amazing actress, singer, all-around standout performer and human being, Annalisa Vanderpool. You might remember her as Chelsea from That's So Raven and Raven's Home most recently. And she's been touring with Disney Princess the Concert, killing it. And last time I was cooking in the kitchen with her on my YouTube, but today... We realize that we're practically the same person for better and for worse. And if you want Disney Channel tea, this is a really good episode. So hold on to your hats and enjoy this episode of Vulnerable. Oh my God, we're getting into we're it. We're doing it. We're getting it's vulnerable. Happening. <laughs> I'm going to be really vulnerable. Wait, if this was a Disney interview, let's see the questions that I would ask. What's um, it like working with Raven Simmons? <laughs> Damn it. That's actually one of my goddamn questions. And there's only one answer for that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can't be anything. It's great. great. It's great. <laughs> She's amazing. I mean, she is. Raven but... Perez. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah. it's like, if it wasn't, like, I would say that, yeah. you know, so maybe. It's funny because um, I created uh, Vulnerable just as a uh, – well, actually, no, because you came on my YouTube show. I did. We got to just, like, kind of reconnect a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's here's my problem with the cooking show. Mm-hmm. As fun as it was and as, like, cool and interesting – I mean, granted, y'all came out to Orange County where I used to live. In that fabulous house. Oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. the kitchen was really great for It that. was perfect. If you d- you, you, you were to ask if you didn't have those two islands that we had because one of the islands was prep right. and then the other island we shot on. Right, so it was, right. like, beautiful space that we – I think we utilized during a very tricky year. Yes. It was 2020? During, yes, during COVID. No, yeah. was this the last time I saw you? Yes. How sad. See – Despite being, I didn't move to Austin. You moved to Austin. That's true. It was my fault. Huh? <laughs> and we've reconnected, I guess, through social media often enough. Where like I've I've just seen all the things that you've been up to, and like rooting for you because I I feel robbed of a relationship with you. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, that's such a that's a, such a sweet thing to say. Okay, cool. Yeah, totally. See, you don't need to be anxious. I'm just gonna like hype you up the whole time. Uh, well, we, we've crossed paths so much, and we have it's, so much in common. It's bullshit. So like, I was so jealous of your friendship that you had with Raven. Uh. Because the first time that I think I really ever got um, time in the same room with you, like as a peer, was Circle Circle of of Life. Life. Okay, okay. I was like, please tell me (laughs) Circle of Life and we're remembering the same thing. We are. We are. Because I think you guys had a whole different thing going on in a different area. Like we were in Marina Del Rey Mm -hmm. doing even Stevens Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And then you guys were in the Hollywood Studios or something? Hollywood Center Studios, yeah. That's right. And... And it was one of those things where I remember kind of sitting and watching you guys perform and talking to Adam Bonnet. Adam Bonnet! <laughs> B-Dog. <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He works at Mattel now, I believe. Oh, does he? Oh, good, good. Yeah, so Adam 
was a re- big reason why, t- for two reasons actually, the yassification of Disney Channel arguably could have been put on the shoulders of Adam because I feel like Adam, before Adam, we had uh, Gary Marsh as president mm-hmm. and he was very much like if I was at a press junket, he would be like, I can see a sliver of your stomach. Mm. You need to pull that shirt down, please. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that he was objectifying me. He was just like like a father figure to all of mm-hmm. the kids mm-hmm. for the most part yeah, and very him. authoritative yes. in that way, yes. like old Disney. Yes. And then Adam came in and he was just like, the, let's have fun. Let's be cute. Let's do sitcoms. Mm-hmm. And they're cheaper. Yes. I, I don't know about y'all's because you guys had like CGI and stuff. Well, I guess we had a bit of CGI. Yeah. yeah. And they were cheaper. I remember we were during that merge of SAG-AFTRA. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. And um, I, I just remember Raven's father really pushing for it to still be under just SAG because of pay. I think AFTRA yeah. was paying a lot less. But Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. But that's so interesting about Adam making it more sitcom. I, I can see that. Even Stevens was single camera, right? It was single cam. Yeah. Before that, they had like Jet Jackson and um, some scary shows, some... Uh, some draw they they experimented with every kind of genre mm-hmm. and then of course Lizzie McGuire which is also single cam right. and i think that they realized I, I they must have crunched the numbers and adam actually had told the story a couple times okay i'm not i'm not close to adam anymore like i haven't talked to him in a long time yeah. and i remember him telling me the story he i did a pilot right after even steven just ended cuz you guys i think were a year or two right after even Kim steven's Bossel? no um i did a pilot for uh fox it was called Boarding School, Ooh. and it was from some of the creators of Friends. It was like this oh. very like high-profile pilot, and Adam said he sat and watched that recording of that, and for some reason, that was Adam's first experience sitting in a sitcom environment. Oh, wow. And I think he re- – I remember him telling me like, you know what? Sitcoms. That's like – That's where it's at. But, I rem- but then he would always say like, I remember my first experience with sitcoms, but – I am trying to remember when I first came and saw you on set, but the vibe of the Raven set back then, mm-hmm. I feel like there was definitely her dad mm-hmm. and there was definitely Raven's, like, she was a boss from like day one, I would say, no? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. how was that experience then, kind of coming into that? It was interesting. I, you know, she, of course, she was a boss because she was working for so long since she was three that's on the true. Cosby show. Yeah, and that's true. Hanging with Mr. Cooper and Orlando, yeah. too. Oh, too, was, they were working. And I remember when I first auditioned, I, I don't know if you know this story. I, I don't. Please I tell me. It's, <laughs> it's fascinating. <laughs> um, but when I went into audition, the show was called Absolutely Psychic. It wasn't called That's So Raven at all. It was called okay. Absolutely Psychic. Okay. And I think they were deciding, yeah, we're going to make it for cameras. We're going to make a sitcom. Yeah. And um, at the time, Raven wasn't the lead. She what? was the sidekick. That's and they she, were, what? Yes, they were looking for a lead. I came into audition for the lead. I, I think the character's name was Molly. Okay. And um, I auditioned and a couple other people auditioned. I didn't get the part. Somebody else got the part. But when they filmed, they realized that Raven was the funniest one and had a following. And so they bumped her up to first position and then they started auditioning people again. And I went into a big cattle call and I finally got the part. I think the character's name was like Molly, then Emma, Mm -hmm. and then it became Chelsea. Mm -hmm. And I think that was kind of like racism um, at at a... at a low level, I guess, if that's even a, a possibility. Okay. They couldn't really see um, 
a black girl leading a show. They couldn't, they didn't even. And not initially. Yeah. They saw her as a sidekick. Yeah. You know? And it's funny because with Disney, it's like, it's not personal, right? It's Mm -hmm. business. Right. It's like, I I remember my, my brother is in finance and I remember him saying something like, look, a lot of times in where where I'm from, the only color that matters is green. Mm. <laughs> totally, yeah. And as shitty as that sounds, especially when we're talking about kids' lives here, <laughs> that's what you're saying. It is business, and I was I was it's just going to say that. Yeah, but children are involved. That is know? true. So it's- and the impacts of not just who you're casting, but um, the stories, the representation, the visibility. Mm-hmm. But look, I mean, we're talking about what year was that when you when you when you when that. First happened 2000? 2000? 2000. Yeah. Yes, I, I think I was 15. Yeah, 2000. Wow. Oh my Crazy. gosh. I've, to me, you've always been so like mature and put together. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that I got that a lot of people thought that about me. Yes, as, I was going to say you too. Don't you think it's the theater? Yeah. Yes, because you were doing Broadway and Parade and you were around fabulous adults, funny people. Yeah. You had to be responsible. New York City's so, That's you know, true. Go, very go, go. different. Yeah, very different. you had to figure out the train system. And yeah. Even at a very young age. Yeah, even and, though my mom was there, it's the stakes are very high, I think, mm-hmm. when you're around New York City. Right. Kind of like bumming around. And like living, because like in New York, it's very different here where you could be in your car, you could sit in your car before an audition, you mm-hmm. could collect yourself, or you could just eat in your car, get some drive through, right? Going from like lot to lot or whatever it mm-hmm. is. But like in New York, like you're like literally on the street. There's yeah. like no place for you to chill if you're waiting from, you know, one audition to the next. Right. And you're just out in the open. And I just, yeah. I think you want to be an adult because you're around adults and you want to be cool and you yeah. learn to kind of grow up quickly just so you can hang, just yeah. so you can be seen almost as an adult. So, Wait, so then did you start with theater as well? I started with theater as That's well. That's what I, I know. I want to ask you about Parade and everything. Oh my God, we have to we like, have to talk about we have, this is our audition tape for Jason Robert Brown. <laughs> and we'll You get don't to- know this man. <laughs> you don't know a thing. I'm just doing Carolee Camello. It is on Broadway right now. I know, which is great. Great for Jews. Great for us Jews. I can say that because I'm a Jew. She can say this. Yeah, and Kanye's not here, so I should be fine. Fuck that guy. Uh (laughs) Um. (laughs) Parade, I went to at City Center. I was the original Mary Fagan, which is small. Okay, but it was a small part, okay? So what, Christy? That's such a cool credit. Really. It's amazing. The fact that you were in the original production, too. And Mary Fagan's a big plot twist. She's she's, iconic. Yeah. She's like, she is still plot twist of uh, uh, spoiler she's alert. Annie <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> she's, she's the Annie, Annie. she's Parade. the southern Annie yes, oh my god yes. that's hilarious yeah no it was, it was very cool to go back to city center and see Parade which was a play I had originated a character in but oh you went to see the uh, I, I, of course they went I demanded I was like I'm coming to see this and then city center um, their press team said hey we'll give you tickets but obviously we can't fly you in or anything and I was like right. fuck it I'm gonna take the hit I'm gonna go I'm gonna be present and I'm gonna Good see for you. Jason I- and everybody Oh, you did? How I saw Alfred Urey. Oh, wow. He kind of remembered me. I yeah. told him I lived in Texas, and I think he was pissed. Because <laughs> Parade is very like, like very like Liberal. New York propaganda. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah. It, it, it hates the South. It hates yeah, the South. Yeah. Well, I mean, because of that story. It's yeah, so I know. Awful. It's it's a very interesting take, and it was very strange being now like living in Texas, and and like telling the people that created that show like. But they've also done Parade in Marietta, Georgia, where it's set. That's where they should do it. Yeah. I I, I think that's the audience that needs to see it. You know, not just people in New York, not just the liberal Jews in New York. Those are the people who already get it, who don't need to learn from it. Right, exactly. It's kind of like 
Kinky Boots. Like, mm-hmm. have you ever seen Kinky Boots? Yeah. I, I always watch that show and I'm like, aren't we past this? Yeah. You know? It feels dated. So dated. That's I'm like, yeah, you can't hate gay people anymore, yeah. guys, or trans people. Like, yeah. that's not cool. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's yeah. still doing so well and yeah. good for Cindy Lauper. Yeah, it is interesting how certain social movements have a marketplace value or yes. something like yes. that. Like what you were talking about with Raven. Mm-hmm. And I did not know that story. Thank you for sharing yeah. where it was like, and then when they made you Chelsea, <laughs> what with the different names? Why did they change the I name? I don't know. Molly, Ch- I think Chelsea because of Clinton at the time or something that oh. we're still thinking like that okay. was a popular name. Okay. Um, and then it took place in Chicago, which was, no, no, excuse me, San Francisco, which was also sort of liberal. And, That's right. Um, but then when we came back to do Raven's Home, Trump was in office. And so they moved us to Chicago, sort of middle America. They kind of right. go with the times, Disney. You they, know? they they do. They want their audience to feel like we're current. Yeah. Or, um Paying attention to politics or something. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, but I remember when I auditioned for um, That's So Raven, they really didn't like my look. I kind of had like a gothic look. You did? Wait, yes. in life or in you life. chose that? No, in life. Like you I was were going to, gothic? Yeah, yeah. I was just like going to Hot Topic and. What? I just was rebelling and doing like a lot of musical theater and felt kind of like more of an adult. Like I had a choice in the matter of what I was wearing. And Oh, that's cool. Yeah, well, yeah, just rebelling. Yeah. Um, but. I remember I had a screen test and they, I remember Joey Paul Jensen? Of course I yeah, love her. Like, you're so great. You're so funny. You just kind of have this older feel. Yeah. And, um, I could totally hear her saying that. Yes. Joey like casted everyone from both of our casts. I wonder what she's up to. She's great. I'm friends with her on Facebook. I'm actually having a re- Even Stevens reunion on Sunday. What? I am having an Even Stevens reunion and So I'm- you're setting it up. No, oh. no, no, no. Sorry, that did sound like I was being like some crazy, like living in the past person. But no, 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 no. That'd we be cool. do these reunions from time to time. Where? Um, usually a dingy bar in Burbank. Okay. You know, and like um, a karaoke situation. No. Y- no karaoke. So it's kind of like just kind of like dimly lit okay. nostalgia. Um, <laughs> where now I'm sober. This will be the first one I know, where I'm just sober. Gonna say at a bar. Okay. <laughs> and at first I was like, oh, great reunion. I can bring my kids. And then I thought about it. And I was like, yeah, no, I can't bring my kids. No. Because it's it's a lot of crew that mm-hmm. I feel like is really supportive um, oh, and uh, still sort of all tied together. Mm-hmm. And they love, you know, I think, I feel like they felt like aunties and uncles to us. Mm-hmm. Wait, Karen did your makeup, didn't she? she oh, did she? taught me all about sex. You taught me a little bit about sex. I you did? You definitely taught me about Let's get into it. <laughs> well, I just remember that circle of life. Um, oh, do you remember taking shit. Raven and me into another room and- Hanging out. So let's talk about this. Apparently, I got super, super sassy on the set of Circle of Life. Mm. Did other people say that or something? No, you guys told me this. The last time I saw Raven, she was like, oh, yeah, you showed me your boobs. You showed, yes. Okay, I was like, can I say that? It was fabulous. We just, well, first of all, Raven so was super obviously- happy about that. <laughs> let's be honest, right? Raven was like, oh, my God, we talked about it for days because they're gorgeous. Wait, so did you know she was gay? I knew she was gay the second I met her. No fucking way. The second I met her, and I, I wonder if that's kind of why I got the part. Um, and she definitely was a champion for me. Um, okay. But but did she know she was gay? Was she? She did. She did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, it was sort of an unspoken thing? You guys just kind of let yes, it be Yes, I friendship. think in the black community, it wasn't as widely accepted as it is now. Okay. Um, and hopefully it'll be even more accepted in the future. But um, yeah, she knew she was also finding herself. And yeah. Her, parents you know yeah. who knows yeah you know um but i just i think uh, we in the green room when i was auditioning for the, like the last screen test yeah. i think i said something to her like you're gay right and she kind of giggled or laughed and i think she thought well this person the connection was there yeah yeah she knew it was like you broke the fifth wall 
that yes. she was like creating yes for and everyone to observe her because mm-hmm. yeah and this yeah. is okay so the, I think I showed you my boobs because I wanted to make an impression <laughs> And you did, girl. I'll never forget those boobs. Best boobs I've ever seen. Well, we were I, like, I, sh- I will show you mine today just so that we can complete the show circle. Show now! You Go! Because we need the views. But listen, <laughs> we're going to get the views we're with gonna this get one. The- <laughs> but I will tell you, I've I've nursed a child for three years straight. They are not the same. Oh. They're not the same. Oh, how disappointing. But no. my husband likes them. That's all that matters. Oh, exactly. Well, they were very up and tight. I think I just, um, I just had them done. You just had them done, like yeah. lifted? Oh, no, no, no. Back then, I had just, just had, had them, them done. done. And they were beautiful. They're tight. You know tight. So I'm sure they're like absolutely perfect. Now. Whatever oh that God, is, you know. so funny. So wait, but the reason why I think I showed you the boobs was because she was, she had had a, she'd had a, what do you call it? Uh, Something. They made them smaller. A reduction. My, yes. Yeah, a lot of people had a reduction, I think. My sister had a reduction. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, you know, sometimes it's painful on your back and stuff. Yeah, um, it's a medical thing that you need to have happen. So right, I think right, we right. were talking about whether she was thinking about it or something like something, that, right? Something, something. Um, yeah. But I remember, yeah, and I just, you, you, you looked beautiful anyway. You, your whole <laughs> body guys. looked beautiful. I mean, it was oh just like God. a bonding Were moment. you like, girl, that girl's fucking weird? Or were no. you like, oh, she's cool? Cool. No. I felt did. like I could be Free. myself with you guys. Absolutely. Let's be real. We had like... We, I had done a movie with Hillary, and it was a very different experience in terms of her being a lot younger. Cadet Kelly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Little movie. Little, it was a fabulous. My God, people still talk about Cadet Kelly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They wanted to come back in a different way, too. And I've always been sort of a champion of that. Like, look, if, if Disney wanted to come back, we could always we could always say that she's oh my God, do that. married to a woman or something. Like, Remember when she tried to redo Lizzie? What happened with that? Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. think, you know what? From what I can tell, you know, all of us have have this this time in our lives especially working at a network that sort of like brings you this IP they're like this is your identity mm-hmm. right because you went from goth to Chelsea yeah. yeah and it's like okay um this is your identity and this is who you are mm-hmm. like for the circle of life video they do you remember this um, maybe I fucking hallucinated while I was topless <laughs> or something but there was like they rolled in like um all the clothes and they yes, were like, yes. everyone, these are Raven's clothes. And they were all like terry cloth and like juicy couture, like, you know. Juicy, juicy. <laughs> she loved a juicy tracksuit, right? She just loved a juicy tracksuit. She loved a juicy tracksuit. Yes. And then there was um, stuff for, let's see, for Orlando, also very velvet. Yeah. So Orlando's clothes were very terry cloth and yeah. also. Um, Steve Harvey suits, just oversized. <laughs> Fubu. Fubu was cool Fubu. at that time. Fubu. Um, so then what else? They they rolled out some of the other clothes for like us, right? And, and, and for the and Jews, <laughs> for the Jews. I guess I am Jewish. Are you? Um, I'm Romano. Jewish. Well, that's Italian. Yeah. Okay. And then Carlson is where I get the German Jew from. Uh, yes. I was. If you're Jew, you, they wouldn't have had you in parade. Well, I guess back then, Carolee Camella wasn't Jewish. That's true, right? But you're Jewish. I okay. So I'm I'm I was raised Catholic, Catholic yeah. and then I apparently on my my mom's side mm-hmm. they uh, are immigrated from. Germany, mm-hmm. and they found a menorah hiding in one of my great grandmother's like valuables, uh-huh. and so we think that she converted out of sake Scared for safety. The Holocaust. Oh wow! So, and with Judaism, um, a lot of that uh, spirituality is said that it travels with the the female, 
Right. Yes. If your mother's Jewish, then you're a full Jew. I mean, if you're if you believe in that, or, I mean, you can be yeah. whatever you want to be. But. A strict a strict interpretation of 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 the lineage of Judaism, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Like, yes. Like I remember, I dated a couple Orthodox guys, and I had to tell them that story to their mothers because they were like, "So you're Jewish? I heard you're Jewish." Yeah. I was yeah. like, "Well, if we want to." Impress upon you. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just remember picking the clothes mm-hmm. and feeling like pissed because there was no identity for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like I, I like picked out some weird camo like with like 50 fucking pocket skirt and like some weird <laughs> pink dre- like shirt that washed my whole face out. Yes. And yes, so yes, I remember. I didn't have a stylist. I don't. I never right? had a stylist, and it's so hard. It's so hard. Honestly, it's so hard to even make it in this business or get to the next level if you don't have all of those things in line. Those very expensive things that I've never had—a publicist and everything. I know girls, women who have been nominated for Tonys who say, "Oh, I say, how was the Tonys? Was it a fabulous experience?" It's like, no. I spent fifteen thousand dollars on this. I had to buy a ticket for the the Tonys to even get there for my Jesus. family. I'm out so much money just to get a publicist, but it's all part of it. It's like, what didn't that girl from um, Euphoria talk about that? How much money she loses? Oh yeah. What's her name? Sydney Sweeney. Remember, she came out and was like, "You guys, it's actually like really expensive. You think we're making so much money, but it goes yeah. right out the door because you're trying to make it to the next level." And it yeah, is it's so like much a about fucked fashion. up video game. Yes, yes. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, unless unless like Zendaya is mm-hmm. such a great. Um, it's such a great example of somebody who came from Disney and didn't have to, what they say, go off the rails. Like, right. I hate that whole concept. Um, but she didn't somehow. Who, oh, her. God, I'm she, obsessed with her. Yeah, her and Jenna Ortega. Yeah, they really figured it out. Oh, my God. How perfect is Jenna Ortega for Wednesday, though? Right? <sighs> I'm that obsessed could not, with her. Oh, yeah, she's fabulous. I'm obsessed with her. Like, I wish I wish I birthed her. That's how much I was <laughs> Jenna Ortega. It's so funny when I think about all of them, though, and how, like, they really came to Disney at the right time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you and I were before High School Musical. Yeah. And you and I sing so well. We're Broadway talent. But I missed that boat, and it kind of sucks. Yeah. I want to tell you something. I think that you are a better singer than me, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't. I that's honestly, not how it goes. I mean, that's not. You can't even compare the two. Are you sure? Because I really fucking love your voice. Thank you. No, I, for real. Like, I want to tell you how fucking hard it was to do Bell. It was so was hard. It? Okay, you told me this once. Actually. Did I tell you? Yes, you said it was a really hard experience. It was you. very and hard. People weren't nice. Or people something were like not that. nice. Like on the Broadway.com, they used to have a forum. Where people like IMDb, oh, where they would say like this. the haters didn't have social media back then. They'd have these like very niche websites that had like comment sections, mm-hmm. which I don't think people really realize that that we still had to endure some of the commentary stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Remember, and, they like post the reviews too backstage. Oh, like, oh Why god, are you doing that? the bad reviews they would all do of that. Them, all of the reviews. Oh, luckily, I don't think I was ever truly reviewed when I was doing that. Um, okay. When I was doing Bell, but anyway, I had had um, throat surgery. <gasps> I don't oh, know if you know. Th- I do. I do remember this. Yes. I had no voice when I first auditioned for Bell, but they were at like seventy. I don't know, like forty percent capacity. Mm-hmm. So it they was like needed. dying, yeah. and they were like, "We need a name. Mm-hmm. We need a Disney person." And at the time, I guess KP was still like on, mm-hmm. and even Stevens was still on. So mm-hmm. they were all in syndication. Mm-hmm. So it was as if. I was still present or something, right, right, right. even though I had lived a million lives um, in college and everything else and smoked a million packs of cigarettes. Totally. And so when I came into audition, it was like, I didn't, I was rusty. I sang, I couldn't hit the fucking notes. I was like, you know what I actually said to the dude? The I don't know if you had the same director as me, the gentleman with the beard. 
Yeah, we're bad. I'm bad with names. No, you know you're not. You do a great job. I'm. I, I'm. I'm it just was so long ago. Christy. I know. It was so I know. long ago. We met a lot of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they were all, you know, and they were all so supportive because they needed us to mm-hmm. succeed at least. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but Dave Blan- uh Steve Blanchard Steve was our Blanchard. beast. Yes, yes. Oh my God. Yeah. If the fun. walls in his dressing room could talk. Oh my gosh. That, that was a naughty beast. He, I know. So naughty. We did a whole podcast just about like Broadway gossip. Broadway gossip. I, yeah. That would do well. Just saying. I mean, yeah. I remember, um, like, I was a little bit nervous doing some of those first shows. Okay. And he was like, well, you know what? You got to do a little hair of the dog. I was like, like, before? Like, like, like after the show? Or like, when? He was like, like, at, 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 at intermission. I was like, ha And then one time I was like, you know what? I should try that. And... Like, did a shot at intermission. Of what? Vodka? Tequila? Yeah, vodka, tequila. Was it his alcohol? Was, uh-huh, uh-huh. Of course it was. You know, um, I used to go to strip clubs with, like, was it him? I think it was him. No, I'm sure. They used to go to strip clubs together. Yeah. The the the, the crew or something. They'd oh, I'm, strip oh I'm sure. I'm, he actually met his wife, who was the feather duster, Lumiere's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Who he's still with today, and they have I know a child. They're, Meredith, they're so cool. Meredith. Oh, that's great. And she was lovely. She was very friendly to me. Yeah. Uh, that experience was weird, though, because um, it was, it was closing. I was the last that's one. That's right. And everyone was so depressed. Everyone was losing their jobs. Oh, fuck. Did, was that one guy there still that, that, that was there from day one? That Steve, guy? Steve Blanchard? No, no, no. Like the Steve, clock? Basically. The clock. Yeah. The, yeah well, he wasn't the clock, but he understood for the clock maybe he he's retired because there was years maybe. before well the show ran for 13 years and there were some cast members who had been there for 13 years the yeah whole time. okay so they were sad thinking what am i going to do next so it was kind yeah. of a depressing environment you yeah. know oh like, shit i didn't know that well you know they they it wasn't awful no yeah yeah, did yeah anything awful although no. i will say this this happened to me once okay do you remember the part where we had to go um be our guest oh my and God. then we yes. turned our back yeah. to the audience mm-hmm. yeah and looked at yes. everybody on stage. Yes. And I remember I would like say random things to people on stage, like funny things. Yeah. And I think one time I was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Or, oh, no. Was your mic on? No. no okay. No. <laughs> no, no, no. And also I was like lip saying it. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, we're almost. Course fu- by course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, okay. And I was like, we're almost fucking done. Or let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Or, you were trying to like be like, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, a producer came to my dressing room and said, um, we've caught word that you're cursing on stage, that you're cussing on stage. Yeah. And I got really freaked out. And I was like, what? Like, I thought he meant, like, with my mic on. Okay. And that somebody in the audience heard me. And I was, like, terrified. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And he said, well, one of the actresses says that you've been cursing. And it's was, really... Was it your understudy? Of course. Of course. <laughs> what? It was my understudy. See, there's stereotypes for reasons sometimes. I know. People. I couldn't believe it. I was like, <laughs> what? I had the wherewithal to say, you know, don't ever come to me with something like that again. Good for you, dude. I did. I did. You're I, like, I know what I'm doing. Exactly. I was I like, have oh a union my card, God. people. Ex- yeah. And I wasn't taking it seriously. I, did I, they try to write you up? What would that look so, like? So when you mess up mm-hmm. enough times or something extreme, and, and there's a, somebody called like a deputy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The deputy is a person who is elected by the folks in the cast, mm-hmm. right? And um, then that person will take – it was basically like your in- interior HR department. That, okay. Right? And so the deputy is the union deputy. Anyway, and they'll do this on like tours and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, I think, a really important thing to have. Um, and so that person will be in charge of writing you up to the equity. And if you get three, you get kicked out of equity. What? Mm-hmm. 
oh my gosh, I'm glad. No, I did not get written up. Yeah. I, I think because it was- It takes a lot, but- Yeah. It's... Yeah. I think if you do something like you slap someone's butt, which was happening all the time. I mean, that was back in the day. We were all having fun. Now you can't do anything. But, yeah, um, yeah. Which People are sensitive. People are sensitive. And they're, I think people are also just trying to change things um, and, and they want to like hang on to a new protocol. But it is really hard when you grow up on sitcom sets where, you know, people are literally trying to make jokes- well, and also, so you're actually seeing this prolific impersonator slash comedian slash really handsome guy. Who? What? Wait, can we talk Oh, me? About oh, my guy. Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. I was thinking, still thinking you. of movies. So I was like, yeah. oh, my God, who? He sounds fabulous. <laughs> I love that you said prolific. I think he is. I, he is. He's so fucking talented. He is so talented, and he's really working. He's Shout really out to Mr. Up. Wilson. Yeah. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah. Yes, John O. Wilson. Yes, John I o. love Wilson. him so much. Huge on TikTok. Saw him on TikTok. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Loved his shit. Followed so, him. Aw. And then I find out he's dating you. I'm like, well... Oh, he how really oh, is cool. you didn't even know. Oh, how funny. No, I was following him before. Oh, wow. Oh, that means a lot that you thought he was funny. That's so sweet. <laughs> Genuinely, yeah. Please tell me he followed you back. Oh, he does. I think he does now, but I think it was recent and I think it I think you know he's a busy guy. You yeah, know, if he's yeah. He's busy doing – he's the best impersonator. He is, and he comes up with ideas, and he really has fun with it. You know, yeah. he just has fun, and, yeah. and that's the most important thing, that you're enjoying your craft, and it yeah. doesn't get negative. And, yeah. Um, but he's on a show now called I Love That For You on Showtime with Molly Shannon. Oh, yeah. Yes. So he's always working, and okay. we met on Raven's Home. He played my ex-husband. Oh. On Raven's Home. That's oh, how that's how met. you met? That's how we met. Oh, that's, that's adorable. That, it was adorable. Yeah, he had – one episode, and we kind of flirted, and then a few months later, he had another episode, and then by the third episode, he asked me out. And so cool. We've been together, yeah, three years. I love <gasps> so much. Wow. I, I can't believe time is such a thief. I know. How Did long you, have you been married? Uh, um, a long time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to, um, I think, shit, I think in February, we'll have been together like 12 years. Wow. Mazel. Mazel it's tov. crazy, man. It's beautiful. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. How about you, though? I've never known you to date anybody in Hollywood. What's your dating life been I like? Know. Horrible? I mean, I've definitely hooked up with my fair share. <laughs> but as far as dating, um, no. Yeah. No, I, you know, I, I, you were asking, I was looking at some of the things, the questions like, oh, what shit. would I tell my younger self and, and yeah. things like that? Yeah. Which is always a good question. And I think I would have said, yeah, don't date, don't hook up with somebody just because they want to hook up with you. Yeah. I don't know why young girls do that. I think, I think we think we're powerful. We think, oh, if we get that like, that that exception or that, you know, if some guy's sexually attracted to you and you um, give them what they, they want, that, that somehow you're more adult, more powerful, you're more of a woman. And I definitely would have told myself not to do that so much. You know, older guys, people behind the scenes on That's So Raven, People who, yeah, I just never should have. Older guys that, that were just like like extras. I dated a couple extras. <laughs> yeah. I, well, because it's like you're you're always at work and you're a younger person. So you're just like, what do I do? What's my pool of dating? Mm -hmm. I remember when I turned 18, my mom was like, I'm warning you that when you turn 18, mm -hmm. some of the people that are working with you, they may start to treat you differently or mm -hmm. hit on you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it feels so good, right? You feel yeah. so powerful. Yeah. You're making money. You're making people laugh. You're on set. So you're already feel insanely powerful. I mean, yeah. we had been making money since teenagehood. I mean, yeah. how old were you when you did Parade? Parade was, I had no money. I was 14. Oh, so yeah. I had, yeah, it's theater. 
it yeah, you're right. Money in theater, you're like, unless you're Belle and you're saving everyone's butt because you right. Know, Although that like, wasn't like insane. It wasn't yeah, that's TV true. money. Or it anything. wasn't right. Like they don't. But yeah, that's why people are like, "Hey, Christy, you should go back to theater." I'm like, why? Let me just post this social media thing real quick and make like a week of what I would do for eight shows a week. Exactly. And then get back to raising my kids. But, exactly. But I love theater, and I I truly miss it. I know. <clears throat> me too. The live, the interaction with the audience, and and. That community, you know, just leaving your theater and waving to the person across the street that's also doing a show, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, going out after, and it's fun. It is fun. Yeah. And th- that live audience, there's nothing like it, which I'm realizing with this Disney concert, it's just so fun. It's nice to be back on stage. But What's going on with that? How did I, that start? How did that come about? Because I feel like it came out of nowhere, but it's been really successful really fast. It Well, actually, not really fast. In a way, it was. We used to do something called the Broadway Princess Party. Oh, right. Was, was it here? It was in, at New York. We did it at, well, actually, here, too. Was we, it like Feinstein? It was like, what is it? Feinstein's? Steins, yeah. Oh, 54 okay. Below. Got it. Got and it. Feinstein's, yeah. Got it. Um, all those little cabaret places in New York. And Benji, Benjamin Rauhala, and Susan Egan started to put together, and Laura Osnes, and... Mm-hmm. Um, they started to put together these shows at 54 Below where they would invite all the Disney princesses or all the princesses on Broadway Mm -hmm. and do this little cabaret show. And eventually Disney came to see it and bought it. And it became the Disney Princess Concert. So Disney Theatricals owns it. Exactly. Wow. So that's like the same folks that hired you for Belle. Exactly. Oh, that's great. Binder? Binder casting? Binder. Yeah, yeah. I love Binder casting. I know. Literally Binder casting casted me as a, like a like I think for Will Rogers Follies when you I did was, Will Rogers Follies that was my I, first where in well, Annie York? in Atlanta Annie in Atlanta uh-huh. was my first but it was you know semi regional uh-huh. and then my first national tour that I did which was considered Broadway <gasps> I was eight and a half and I went on tour for like a year and a half I'm Mary Rogers yeah. howdy except I was the understudy for three uh, I was the fourth I was James Rogers and okay. I was a little boy and Tommy Toon was like. I want her to cut her you hair. You did it with Tommy Toon? I did it with Tommy I heard he's Toon. a lovely man. Yeah. Yeah. I think we lost him, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. A while back. Susan Egan canceled. loves him too. She he, speaks about him all the time. He was fabulous. Yeah. But he hated me because what? I because he hated wigs. What did you do, Christy? I, I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do to him? Tommy Toon at eight and a half. <laughs> well, I had this beautiful long hair, mm-hmm. like Mary Rogers mm-hmm. has this long hair, mm-hmm. and they had already casted Mary, but they needed a swing for the boys and Mary. Mm-hmm. And so they hired me mm-hmm. and they were like, well, let's cut her hair and then do the wig for when she's married. And I was like, my mom, I was crying my eyes out and I was eight and a half and it was very traumatizing, you know, mm-hmm. for a little kid to cut their hair like that. I guess, I don't know. But I guess I could see in retrospect, like it's just hair kid. That's like the idea, right? Yeah. But you don't have, well, you're trained from a very early age, even in theater, like you don't have agency over your body. Mm-hmm. But my mom did to her credit, she did advocate for me in some of these ways mm-hmm. where she was like, my kid's not cutting her hair like we're gonna take it or leave it. Yeah. So I ended Good up for having her. Good for her. Well, so I ended up having a wig, and then that wig was um, administered by a man who was very uh, bitchy. Mm. Um, and so he, I think, might have gotten written up because he would like jam hairpins into my head <gasps> and kind of traumatize me. Oh, but it, it, it's it, it was a beautiful introduction to that co- that concept of community, mm-hmm. and it's like you grow up in the weirdest way, mm-hmm. but. There's something that definitely hooked me from that early age into that feeling of the darkness when you go onto stage mm-hmm. and you know there's thousands of people out there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're all rooting for you to succeed. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I think that I get in my head about when I've gotten stage fright now and it's almost debilitating for me to even perform. Yeah, like a panic attack or something before. Do you yeah. ever get uh, stage fright? I do. I do. I actually um, 
have you heard of a beta blocker? What the fuck's that? A beta blocker is just something that slows down your heart rate. It's, it's a lot of people in um, on Broadway and in New York do it, especially like for the first few performances, and then you don't anymore. What but, is um, this? Why didn't anyone tell me about this? Oh, it's it's very chill. It's it's not like Xanax. Wait, is it like um? It yeah, just slows down your heart rate. You, it doesn't do anything to your mind. You don't yeah. feel like you're on a drug or anything. You yeah. just realize, oh my god, I did that show without kind of being nervous. I need this. Yes, it's a beta blocker. I mean, truly, everyone does it. It's not the whole run, but yeah. it's terrifying. It's absolutely debilitating. I mean, Barbara yeah. Streisand talks about this all the time. I had okay. to do it the first couple um, performances of uh, the Disney Princess concert. I was so terrified. You mm-hmm. know, you're like out of your body. Yeah. One time, I was doing a show called Emma, uh, the Pride and Prejudice. Emma. Yeah. In Austin, no, excuse me, in, in Arizona. I was going to say, come back. Ah, Austin's such a great music scene. I should it come is. back. Do you love it? Zach love Theater's it? there. What's Zach? The Zach Theater. You know who actually told me? Kathleen Turner told me about Zach Theater. Okay. We did like, during quarantine, we did some Broadway reading uh-huh. workshop thing. And, and it was some original thing. And she hopped on. And she was like, you got to, they know how to shoot their whiskey in, um, Austin, just telling you, they got the Zach Theater out I like there. your voice. I like the imitation. <laughs> yes. And I was like, if Kathleen Turner's a Zach Theater rates, then it's got to be a good place. And exactly. They're good people down there. They do a lot of original shit at Zach Theater. So Zach shout Theater, I'll have to look it up. Please. Yeah. And then, yeah, they've got a Bass Concert Hall that- Right. Was that where you guys were when That's you came to Austin? We yes, yes, yes. Oh, um, I missed it. They, I was out of town doing some- Something. It was either this podcast or a, right. a Comic Con. I'm sure you were out. Of I was town. fucking making money for my children. <laughs> How dare you I'm not come to our show? Hustling, no. but I really wanted to be there, and I was fucking sad. No, you were so sweet about it on DM when you were telling me. Oh yeah, I threw I threw it up on my stories too. I was like, bitches go. Yeah, you're so sweet. All the bitches. You are go. so sweet. You are so sweet to other <laughs> actors, though. Really, it's hard sometimes. You know, people get competitive and gross, and you I, never have. That's why I feel robbed of our friendship. Because I feel like um, there were only so many females going on at Disney at that time. Mm -hmm. And speaking of, okay, so there's been a rumor. Mm -hmm. So were you offered Kim Possible? No. No. And I always say that. No. No. Not even close. What the fuck happened? Why did they say that? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, legit. Like, it's documented somewhere. Some Somebody made that up. I've never <laughs> said that. I mean, that's crazy. Because you would have been awesome. You had the red hair and, like, your voice is awesome. It would have been great. No, no, no. You were you were great. You were perfect. I mean, but you would have been great, too, is all. And well, so I was like, sweet. I could see it. That's why I think people is it could because see I it. I did an episode. I did one oh, episode. Oh, what were you on Kim Possible? Oh, I couldn't remember. Okay. Just one episode. I love that we don't remember shit. Oh, no. I don't no, it makes shit. me really happy because I thought it was just me. <laughs> What do you mean? That well, I just don't remember shit. I don't remember oh, people's oh, 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 faces or names. How or... could you? That's too much to ask for. I mean, think about it. I've met, I've worked, we've worked with thousands and thousands Jesus, of people. I really. Right. Every guest star that was ever on the 100 episodes, the 200 episodes we've done for Disney shows, that's impossible. Even yeah. the most famous famous ones. Yeah. The other day I remembered, oh my gosh, Macy Gray was on one of our shows. Oh, you know? Wow. Um, you guys had some really good um, guest stars. We did. We yeah. did. I don't – yeah, we were really, really lucky with yeah. that. And um, what was it like then going back to for the reboot? Like what was it like? Uh, it was amazing. I mean yeah. – yeah, just a show to land on your feet that you don't have to audition for. I was living I in New know. York at the time. Mm-hmm. and um, That's right. And I was actually – it was – 
I was really sort of leaving the business and in a way kind of coming into myself. I got sober in New York. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Wait, are you sober? I'm sober. How I haven't fucking had a drink yeah. for a long ass time. <gasps> I'm so proud of I you. I feel like this is the theme of your show though. Like how many people have gone on and said, I'm sober. When you're like, wow, we really are childhood star cliches. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so it's so great, but it's also like there's a reason for that, and we never talk about it. I know? mean, I'll talk about it with you, but I mean, that's a whole nother. I mean, I think. Do you like Disney? Do you love like working for Disney? Because I do. I do. Uh, there's not much. I mean, I'm still working for Disney. That's what I'm there's trying to so say. It's like could say people want to be like, oh, fuck Disney. Like I you know. guys don't like Disney, and they're gonna blacklist you. It's like that's not really the truth. That's like, what we're trying to get at. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um. People ask all the time. People do that. They're like, oh, how is it working for Disney? Disney. It's like, what do you think they did to us, you know? I will say, I am waiting for them to take some sort of responsibility or at least address it and talk about really what happens to child actors. I mean, I can go on. Demi Lovato, Amanda Bynes, Lindsay Lohan, myself, Orlando... You with um, drinking. Lee Thompson Young, um, Michael Galliota. All um, of the they passed away, actually. Oh. So Lee Thompson Young was um, on the Jet Jackson. He was Jet. I went to. Oh, I didn't even know this. Yeah. See, there, there's people even before, Us, during, but... after. Yeah. It's it's Nick, Nick. Well, I'll tell you what. Gary Marsh told me a long time ago. He was like, the parents need to raise the kids. It's their job. It's not our job. Of course. But. It, it, we, there's such a thing as child protective services. It's mm -hmm. called CPS. Mm -hmm. It's what happens when the government has to be called because there are flagrant things and abuses happening to children. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we give a free pass because there's money and fame involved mm -hmm. or there's a production schedule in mm -hmm. place, it, it's not fair. We have a union. This union is serving people with intimacy coordinators. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, intimacy coordinators are people that I've actually been starting a coalition, which I can also talk upon about, which I'll be calling sort of a, a, a broader network of people to kind of start to be a part of in, mm -hmm. in a gentle way, not in a whistleblowing way, mm -hmm. just in a way that's like, let's get organized. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, that is part of what I talk about on Vulnerable. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, yeah I that's just- what's it's for, what it's for, why it's called Vulnerable, so to really get down to the nitty gritty. Well, and if it's not us talking about all of the things, it's other people. Like I have all sorts of amazing people. Even today, I have- uh, Juliana. Mm -hmm. Do you know Juliana? No. She's the first trans actress that was on Raven's Home. Oh, I've heard of her. Yeah. Yes. She's yes. coming today. That's so cool. Yeah, That's and I'm so nervous. I'm nervous. Why? Because I, I, I don't, I don't want to mess up. Oh, you'll be fine. <laughs> I want to be an ally. I don't want to like, oh, but, you know. But yeah, but but that's that has to be part of it too, accepting. Everybody has yeah. to accept everything that we're all, I mean, I teach. I teach young kids monologues and commercials a lot on the weekends. And often cool. I find myself, okay, you guys, okay, you guys, okay, you guys. And I have to stop saying that. I have to say uh, you all or yeah. okay, everyone. Mm. But it takes time. It oh. takes time to reverse what we've been doing for so long. I you guess know? so, yeah. yeah. Language is very powerful. So mm -hmm. how do you feel? Like, what do you, how do you help the kids without feeling like, oh right. God? <laughs> well, uh, so a lot of um, children that I teach are, 
honestly, people who, young people who just want to get out of their shells. Sometimes okay. their parents just want them to be with me to hang out and ask me questions. And, yeah. Um, you know, we work on monologues and commercials and stuff too. But yeah, yeah it's just getting them out of their shell, get, giving them confidence. And mm -hmm. if I do see real talent in someone, I hone in on that, to, okay. to, you know, and I, I hope they soar in another way. But there's a danger in making that much money so young and having power so young. Um, because you do just think you're an adult when you're not, you're working. A lot of times you're working for your whole family and supporting your whole family and whether your parents are stealing your money or not, you know, it's a whole <laughs> different using thing. it for plastic surgery. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, my mother never did that. I had a great, great, great mom. Here's what I think it is. When okay. you're making all of that money, you're on TV, you're making everybody laugh. Everyone's telling you you're great. All of these guys are into you. You hit 18. You think you're fabulous. The second the TV show ends and you realize you're just a normal person, is an incredibly depressing. It's a huge dump down. Yeah, dopamine the, kick, you know. Yes. Dump, yeah. Mm -hmm. Even just normal, regular life that young people are experienced, that's mm -hmm. normal for them. But mm -hmm. when you're on this huge high mm -hmm. and you come down, it's kind of a recipe recipe for disaster. 100%. That's why you turn to drugs and alcohol. That's yeah. why we all did it. <laughs> really. Yeah. I remember one time my sister said, well, yeah, at least you're a child star. It's just a cliche. And I thought, oh my God, my own sister thinks I'm a cliche, that this is it. Yeah. You know? And in a way, it, it was true. I made a lot of mistakes. I yeah. made a lot of mistakes. And you had a good relationship with your mom. I had a good relationship with my See, mom. See, so it's not just a parenting thing. It's it's a, yeah, no, it's a very complex issue. Mm -hmm. And it's there. it doesn't look like, it, what I find really strange about this whole thing mm -hmm. is that the result is the same, even with different um, situations. Family yeah. dynamic. Yeah. If your parents are great or not great. I and honestly, this is what I say. When people ask me if I want my kids in the business, mm -hmm. I consistently say, I want them to have a genuine appreciation for art. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. it's not about, because when you think about it, I can make more money posting on social media, mm -hmm. literally monetizing this content or whatnot. Like I can figure out how to make my own money with mm -hmm. my own narrative. Which is powerful. It gives you power. It's great. Mm -hmm. It's extremely rewarding mm -hmm. and cathartic in the way that I felt so numb and so silent for so long. Mm -hmm. Like I was so – and this is a perfect example. I was not asked ever to do Maxim or FHM. What do you mean? What's that? What's that? Do you remember FHM? It was like the slutty mag that like all the millennial girls were doing at no, the time. No, 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 Okay. So basically like – when we stopped doing Disney, a lot of how these girls were like getting on these like sexy rom-coms uh -huh. was if they did these like slutty mags. Oh, wow. Where, and I say slutty in a way that was like, obviously that was for the male gaze. Okay. Like right, right. that's what I'm saying. And it was like, it was like Jessica Beale did this, this magazine called Gear and she wanted to get out of her contract um, for uh, Seventh Heaven. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And after she did this, and she had just like, I think maybe she was 17 when she did it too. I don't even know. Mm -hmm. But it was very taboo. Mm -hmm. And that opened the floods, floodgates up for these magazines to like poach these young girls in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And then that opened the floodgates up for the casting folks or the producers that wanted to sleep with these ladies mm -hmm. to be like, I want that girl. And look at her, like, look, it's, it's you know, Hillary Duff is naked on the, or, you know, in her swimsuit and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And like, and so it, it became this 
in, in, internal dialogue to me that I wasn't sexy enough. And that I and that and so I became sort of very oversexed over time because Ooh, yeah. I wanted okay well Angelina Jolie's the hottest person right now I'm gonna try to be her yeah, and yeah, edgy yeah. and yeah you, oh. you do give me an Angelina vibe though Thanks. yeah I can see a. that well you do see <laughs> would you be my girlfriend yes like yeah. I'm feeling a vibe I'm feeling sexually attracted <laughs> to you I mean it's true though you do have that look so I can see that that's who you'd emulate you know I love the cheekbones well the, and then when you go to acting class and they're like who are your inspirations and you're like oh shit I. I don't know, like I know that. What show do you think you belong on? Yeah, who are you like? Yeah, yeah. do you know your genre? What's your, your type? Yeah, yeah. and I get type? those are fair uh, questions to ask right. of an adult with a perspective. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, and an infrastructure for them to be like, okay, I can turn this off. Mm-hmm. But when you're when your maturity is delayed and you don't have that valuable perspective, mm-hmm. you start to lose yourself in the idea of who you're supposed to be to just get work. I know it's fucked. When I talk about being a child actor and everything that ha- that happened, yeah. I guess this is what I mean. When you have uh, money and power and fame and everyone's telling you you're great and actually you're making people laugh, which is incredibly powerful. Oh, I bet. When that ends, you're it's the the neck you want to feel good again and really kind of the only thing to turn to is substance mm. because that was because it's such artificial a high. Mm, okay it was such a high okay having all of that money and everything so do you feel high when you're on stage for like theater yeah but that's like healthy to you you have yes, a healthy I think relationship it's a healthy high. yes i don't think i have a healthy relationship Why? to it yet you get too an- anxious. it's the anxious so i'm going to try the blocker the beta blockers and yes and christy you are a wonderful singer Aww. you are i've heard you sing so many times like please don't Tell yourself that because you're going to start believing it. You've already believed it. And it's yeah, ridiculous. I only sing for my daughters now. It's like I really heard you sad. sing the Beauty and the Beast thing at that school and it was gorgeous. Oh, thank you. It took yes. me a lot of like, I was really nervous. Yeah, you, you'll sure. ask my husband. It's like he he wants to see me do it. And I, I'm sad, but thank you. I'm gonna have to tackle this with a yeah. therapist. Yes, yes, and I, I, I don't. And like I'm to gonna push... hear you in my head. Yes, I, I promise. You should. Forward. I'm gonna I, be like. I don't mean to push drugs too, but really, beta blockers is more of a natural supplement that doesn't. That's fine. Do I'm gonna check to your it out. Brain capacity or anything. It doesn't make you crazy. Or, yeah, yeah. On on that note, let's sing "Circle of Life" to end our podcast. On the day we arrive <laughs> on the planet <laughs> to the sun. Oh wait. There's more to be seen Yes Than can ever be seen Yes More to do Than can ever be done It's the circle of life And it moves us all That's probably actually really offensive so Thank we'll you for starting there. that in the key of high Was it good? Was it was good. It was too good. high? No, you went You stepped think, the key up and oh, it was fabulous Oh, perfect, okay well, Then I, I had to go to the next key And almost didn't make it <laughs> Wait, no, and then there was the part um, on the Circle of Life video. I was like, Hananae! Oh, no, that was great. I had to do the finger. Thank you. That riff was great, though. <laughs> that No, seriously, Christine. No, you were the only person to do a riff. <laughs> only. It was like, oh, sh-. I did the riff. Yeah. I did the riff. fucking fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I can't believe we t- only touched the surface. It awesome. sucks. Come back. I will. I also want to take a minute to just thank all of the people who have been so 
instrumental and supportive to um, building Vulnerable from the bottom up. I am so appreciative of the supportive comments, the fans, and uh, one of my biggest supporters and hype people has been our uh, our producer, Elizabeth Wyndham, who uh, won't be with us for a little while, um, but we know that she's so talented that she's gonna be doing really amazing things. And I just wanted to give her a shout out because this is our last podcast for a little bit where she is producing us. So thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks so much for checking out this episode of The Vulnerable Podcast. For clips of this episode, go ahead and check out the Podco YouTube channel. Links in the description.